What's up, guys? Welcome back to the State of Boston. I'm your host, Anthony Serrato. This is the State of the Bruins episode. Uh, you're 18-9-5, Boston Bruins, by the way, who actually had a pretty gutsy win last night against the New Jersey Devils. Pretty gutsy win. Uh, they were down a couple goals a couple different times. Marshan had to. Marshan was forced to get into a couple scraps, which is beyond beyond egregious for the young. I mean, that's a young guy's job now. There's really no enforcers left to police up the game or to give your team a jump anymore. But that's young guy like Frederick, Lozon, Zaboro, Clifton. Those guys they need to step up. They need to recognize their role. Uh, you know, that's not the that's not a first line. That's a star. Mar- Marshan's a, a star on the Boston Bruins, FYI, if you didn't know. He can't be doing it, can't be channeling his rat days from the 2011, you know, the 2011 Cup runner, you know, his first few seasons when he was running around, you know, being, as, as a homer, I can, I can admit that he was, he was a dirty player. I don't think he's a dirty player anymore because he doesn't have to be because, like I said, he's finally coming to his own. Not finally coming to his own. He's been, he's been a force for uh, probably five. I mean, going five six years now. But I digress. Uh, th- that my my point stands. That's not the guy that needs to do that. One of the young kids needs to step up and knock somebody's teeth out or lay a big hit, change momentum. Uh, the, a lot of those guys seem to be on autopilot a little bit. I think they're in that middle-of-the-season kind of haze that teams can get into. Uh, They can kind of just, like, they're just trying to get to the end of the night. They're not really putting in the the effort. There there has been effort issues with this group, which is surprising because that's that's not usually a calling card of the Bruins. That's more, we usually leave that for... Celtics talk, <laughs> they, but it's strange the parallels that the Celtics and the Bruins have had this year, with how frustrating they've been with under some of the underachieving that's happened. I mean, even though they're eighteen nine and five, um, I feel like some of those losses, especially the overtime losses, could have been avoided. Um, but you know, speaking of the over the over the three on three overtime in the NHL. It's gotta be. It's gotta be the best change to a sport that's ever that's been made in the last what since the since the DH was put in 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 baseball in the American League in the seventies. I mean, it is just talk about upping the entertainment value. Every single NHL overtime is must see TV. It's just chances back and forth, great saves, two on ones, two on O's. It's the best. It's absolutely the best. Uh, and the, and they finally want to shoot. They they won a shootout last night too. Two for two, two for two. Coil and Pasta, just great performances by them last night. Um, I've I've been around long enough and been following them long enough that since its inception, since the inception of the shootout, I just chalk up the game as a loss, and I'm just like, we got a point. So that way, I'm not heartbroken when they lose it because. For however for however long it's been around, fifteen years or whatever, they've sucked. They've sucked the shootout since its inception. The the Bruins they they must have the most shootout losses in the NHL or close to it as a franchise. I'll I'll look it up for the next for the next podcast. They're usually terrible at it, and I was 
my doors were blown off last night with the two goals from the the questionable Charlie Coyle goal, which he looked kind of like he kind of he kind of looked like he went backwards a little bit last night. You're not really supposed to go, you know, you're supposed to keep your your momentum going forward the entire time. And Coyle went a li- he was it sideways? Was it sort of backwards? I don't know. Who's to say? I don't know. It was a beautiful move though. Uh, Pasta just under Pasta does that shit in his sleep though. He just undresses people. He just he just lays down like on the bench at practice, and I'm sure just closes his eyes and he just sees. He's an artist. Pasta's a, Pasta knocks an artist when it comes to that shit. Um, just fi- two two filthy goals by two solid players last night to get that W in in the overtime. But um, I wanted to talk more about how this team is gonna run, how it's gonna how they're gonna keep this momentum that you know hopefully they picked up some momentum last night. Uh, it was a really gutsy win coming like I said, coming back from multiple goals down multiple times and everything runs through that first line. That Pasternak, Bergeron, Marchand line, if they're not humming, if they're not scoring and getting scoring chances and creating opportunities it's going to be really hard for this team to go far in the playoffs. That's a, I mean, thank you, Captain Obvious type thing, but I mean, it is what it is. This is my first Bruins podcast. I need to say that so I know what the fuck, so it sounds like I know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> um, you have to hit the cliches in your first few episodes just so people go, oh, okay, so at least he has a, okay, he has a clue. Uh, another one, another thing that I want to hit on, uh, other than those guys, that is going to be, almost an X factor is Charlie McAvoy. Charlie McAvoy is the best young player in Boston right now. If you don't like the Bruins or you don't follow hockey that much or whatever, I implore you and encourage you to try and digest some hockey content and watch some hockey games not on Nesson though because I don't know if you guys watched the game last night. They the this was for like I th- was it the third period or the second period? There was parts of the third period where Jack... Jack Olsen saw it. And they played him. Pass on the Pasha. The Pasha gets you crazy. And the gets you on the buggy. It sounded like that. It sounded... It sounded like somebody was stepping on Jack Edwards' microphone while he was trying to talk. And Jack Edwards was on his knees, like trying to talk into the microphone that somebody was kicking. It was horrendous. But if you can, like I said, if you can find some time to digest some Bruins hockey, watch number 73, watch how he plays. Charlie McAvoy is a budding star, poised to become a superstar, I think. I mean, he's going he's gonna to get Norris Trophy votes this year. The Norris Trophy, again, for those who don't know, it's the best defenseman in the league. He's going to be a finalist this year. He just is. The way he watching him lug the puck from the neutral zone into the offensive zone is so pretty. Again, that's that's just little subtleties in his game. He's so good in all three zones. It's insane. He's always so in control. He's so poised. He's the antithesis of what Lozon did last night, twice, and just giving the just giving the puck away to the other team. And a lot, basically being the sixth guy for the other team and making a great pass 
<laughs> to the other team for an easy goal. Um, I, w- I want that guy gone, by the way, not to get off Charlie so quick. Lo- Lozon and a first-round pick for Taylor Hall, yes or yes? Yes or yes? Please. Please. I need it. Uh, Fluto Shinzawa, a Bruins beat writer for The Athletic, he, uh, I read his stuff all the time. He he thinks that they need another left shot defenseman. I mean, we 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 have we have left shot defensemen. We have we have puck movers. Lozon was kind of supposed to be like that band aid that got us through Krug, uh, the, the the through Krug leaving. I mean, I don't. Is he gonna take steps? I mean, he's get he's literally making. He he's literally passing the puck to the other team in front of. In front of our net. I mean, does it get any worse than that? I don't. I don't know. Um, I yeah. I need him out of here, and I need offense. I need scoring. The Bruins have struggled five on five this year, and I know I hear all the horror stories about Taylor Hall. He's a uh, he's on the Sabers now, who are who might be, they might be the worst professional sports team. Like if you broke down the four sports teams and like who's the worst team who's the worst of the worst like they're worse than the worst nfl team mlb team nba etc etc they're horrendous they're they're barely a professional operation barely um i think i read somewhere that the 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 sabers gm has never been a gm before he was like a he was like an equipment manager or something like in the minors, and then somebody was just like, "Oh, look, you've worked in minor league hockey before. How would you like to be a professional hockey GM?" It's like fucking categories, bro. It's like, "Oh yeah, you've done this, so yeah, you could probably, yeah, you could probably do, yeah, you probably do that too." It's horrendous. So they're clearly going to be selling. Uh, like I said, Taylor Hall is. I, I guess I hear it's like bringing everybody's ex-girlfriend into the locker room i guess he's just a cancer he's just an asshole like very just selfish and a dick and i i hear bad things i don't care i don't care he's former number one overall pick he's only what two three three seasons removed from an mvp season with the devils he can score he can put the biscuit in the basket bring him here bring him here I promise you, Marshan and Krejci and Bergeron, they'll get that asshole flying straight. Especially if they're good, you know, because usually the a hole is only the a hole when you suck. Um, so that that's that that's what I think. I think they need offense. They need to go offense at the trade deadline. Trade deadline's April twelfth. They have time to to move and think and poke and prod around the league, but. That is one that's come up this week in the media, and I think it's really a no-brainer. I think it's very, very low risk with a very high reward. Hopefully it works out better than the Rick Nash trade of a couple years ago. Um, but yeah, speaking of, speaking of people that need to uh, be traded, and this is where we're going to end off too. I'm going to finally stick to my under 20 minutes promise. We need we need Elon again. We need Elon. We need We need Tuka Rask 
on that rock that rocket that I talked about last episode that Marcus Smart needs to be shot out of into space to the to the sun to the moon wherever we need to add a seat we need to we need to add one Tukarask Tukarask has to go I can't believe they kept him after what he did to them last year in the bubble after the one game and he goes oh it doesn't feel like doesn't feel like hockey I'm going home takes his fucking puck and goes home and leaves leaves all his guys with the, with their with their Schmenzers in their hands. What is that? What is I I was floored when they when they said they were bringing him back. I would have. I mean, I don't know. I don't know the ins and outs of every hockey contract or the the brass tacks of hockey contracts. I don't think they're as volatile as NFL contracts. A lot of NFL contracts, you can just be like, "You're fucking cut, dude." Like, bye. Like you you can just fire a player in the NFL if you really. If you really want to, I think it's harder in the NHL because of their cap. Their cap is like a quote unquote hard cap. It's harder to maneuver. So, regardless, regardless, I don't know how he's still on the team. I understand he's hurt right now. I don't. I don't know how valid it is or how. I don't want to question his toughness, but he's a fucking weird guy, man. He's a goalie. He's a fucking weird guy. He, things. It, it takes a special human to be able to stand in front of uh, pucks like that and want to stop them and and you know, it's going 100 miles an hour and there's guys bouncing off you and pucks bounce. Something's wrong with those people. You know, does that make sense? Like, they have a talent for that, but there's also a fucking screw loose up there. It's like a... It's the same thing as catchers. Catchers and catchers in baseball linemen and kickers in fucking football there's something wrong with those people they're they're not normal there's something's missing something's missing with those with those guys upstairs and i think that's one of tuka's little peccadillos i guess you could say his little shortcomings is he if he gets a, a one little injury somewhere it's like it's it's there for the rest of his life. It's like it's it's there. It's it, everything. A, a hangnail with Tuka Rask is a nagging injury. I feel like. So, I mean, I need, I just need him gone. I I don't. I don't want to watch another Bruins collapse with with number forty in the net. I just don't. I just don't want. I'd rather watch it with Halak. I'd rather watch it with Halak. I'd rather them give the the new kid Vladar, who they've played well in front of. I'd rather. I'd rather give him him the shot. I just don't. I don't trust him. I don't. I, you know what? I trust. I trust him right now. Like if he was healthy right now, I trust him right now. I he played great when he was healthy. He played great in the regular season. Plays great. A lot of guys play great in the regular season. And yeah, he was having a, a pretty. A, a, we'll we'll call it great. We'll call it a great Stanley Cup run. The, the year that they lost in Game 7, which led to a spiral of mine that I've only just recovered from, really. I mean, it took it took a full year to recover from that Game 7 St. Louis Blues loss. It was, uh, it was tough. It was harrowing. But I don't know if I can do it again. I just don't. I don't know if I can do it again with Tuca. It, scare, it, it scares the shit out of me that... He's gonna be in that in a big game 
in a couple months and we have all these <laughs> we have all these young kids in front of him and, and is he is he going to be able to perform is he going to be able to perform and bail these kids out who, like like Lozon who just loves to fling the puck who loves to who loves to break rule number 1 that you learn in fucking mites and you know don't use the boards don't clear it up the middle of the ice and he clears it up the middle of the ice and leaves guys high and dry you know is he going to be able to not to say that that's every mistake but is he going to be able to cover up some of these mistakes that they have in the back end that are probably going to come in the back end when whenever Charlie McAvoy is out on the on the ice it's a question it's a question that i have so um overall i'm I'm optimistic about this Bruins team. I don't know why. I think it's because I have. I think it's because I have like a soft spot for them. They're kind. They're. I'd say as far as fandom goes, I'm. I'm the biggest Bruins fan, out of all my like out of all four sports. I'd say I live and die with them the most. So I. So I want them to make that cut. That you know maybe one final cup run this year with this core with. Krejci and Bergeron, Pasternak, Marshawn, those guys. But I don't know. I don't know, man. It's looking that Tampa that Tampa Bay squad hasn't changed much, and they're a wagon. Uh, the capital the Capitals always give us trouble, uh, even though their goalie's gone. Thank God. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm. I almost want to just hit fast forward and get to the playoffs and like see like where where is where is Tuka? Like is is Tuka playing? Is Halak playing? Are we are we platooning guys in the playoffs at goalie? Like I need to I need to know. I need to see. Because we know what they're capable of. We know that they won the they won the quote unquote COVID President's Trophy last year. The best the best record, the best overall record in hockey in the regular season. Like we know we know what this team could do. We know how talented they are. It's especially like I said that first line. Let's get let's get down to brass tacks. Let's get to a 7 game series with a good to very good team. And let's see let's see where the chips fall. That's where I'm at. So that's uh that's just about 20 minutes. This is fi- finally hit my mark of uh how long I want the episodes to be. So uh, you guys can follow me again. I'm just gonna throw the Twitter handles out and the Instagram handles out. Twitter is at state underscore Boston, and Instagram is at the state of Boston. So, thank you very much. Appreciate the listen. Uh, hit me, hit me back with any messages, any questions you have about uh, the Bruins or the season or anything like that. And we'll be back for a super duper exciting last and certainly least Red Sox podcast next Wednesday. Thanks, guys. See ya.